gifts and so. <laughs> Hey, everybody, what's crack a <laughs> It's Timmy Gibson on the Timmy Gibson Show. Uh, Going to talk about relational stuff today. Kind of two different, like if I was holding a two-pronged fork, I want to talk about how important appreciation is in a relationship. And then I want to talk about like 10 questions that you should ask yourself when dating um 10 questions that you should be asking yourself when dating specifically when dating someone 10 questions that you can you can ask before i get into that though just uh, some upcoming episodes i'm super stoked about i've got an episode coming up with a former drug addict um like in the pits of hell and out from the pits of hell. And then I've got a, a returning guest. We're going to, we're going to start doing a monthly kind of hot topic or current events, um, kind of just kind of like an off the cuff. Like basically the content for that particular show will be whatever has been hot on the news. And, uh, I'm excited about that. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, definitely not a news commentator for, for for sure um not not super knowledgeable when it comes to um current events per se but but we're going to stay current so that we can just come on and riff and have some fun and and you know part of i think what what would make it entertaining if anything is that that i'm not super uh, into politics but I, I clearly have a perspective just like most people do. And so it'll be fun to riff and, you know, talk about what we think, you know, two regular dudes just giving their regular old ordinary perspective on current events and things that are happening in the world. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It, it should be fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we, 90% at least 85% of what we talk about on this show is somehow in relation to uh love, dating, romance, marriage, you know, all those things. And 10% or 5% or so is about spirituality and you know my my journey from religious to to spiritual agnostic. So that's also partly what we talk about. Um, so yeah, I think adding in that that little once a month current events uh, should be should be entertaining. So today I want to talk about ten questions that you should be asking yourself when dating, and then I'll I'll end the show talking uh, just briefly about you know how important it is to uh, to find someone that you can appreciate and, and, and have the kind of relationship where you don't take each other for granted. Right. That's, that'll, that's, that's what can get you. I, I recently had a couple, I think what spurred this, this particular podcast is I had a couple hire me for three sessions. They, they, I'd married them years ago. They're kind of running into 
a rough patch in their relationship and just wanted a third person's perspective. And so they called me. And uh, one of the things that they mentioned was just how hot and vibrant the relationship was in the beginning. And, and now it's, it's not, not so much. And you know, what, what can you do about that? Like, how can you navigate that? And how, how can you get that, that hotness back? Like, you know, if it, is it gone forever? Can you get it back? So great stuff. So I think this is partly what this comes from this particular, this I keep saying that this particular podcast, this uh, podcast episode. So let's get into it. I, I recently uh, had someone else, or not recently, but I've had people ask me this question a ton. How can you know if they're the right one for you? Oh God, you know I love that question, but <laughs> on one hand, I'm like that's super complicated, really. A lot of nuance there. And then on the other hand, I'm like, it's kind of simple. Um, I personally don't believe in the soulmate theory. I don't, I don't believe that, that there's like one person on the planet for you and that God or the universe like brought two people together. I mean, that's just my opinion, right? I, I just, I don't believe in that. Though I do believe that when you are super compatible with someone, that there is that feeling of this is my soulmate. And that's just because you're such a great fit. Again, this is, you know, maybe God does bring people together. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that. I know people, I know there are some people that really feel that way and other people feel that no. So whatever, I, I don't feel that way. Even when I was an Uber Christian, I really didn't feel that way necessarily. I felt like, you know, many people came across our paths and then when we would meet someone that was compatible, uh, and if it could work out, then, you know, there you go, because there's a lot of reasons for that. But, you know, I, I again, raised in church all my life, went to seminary, Bible college, you know. I can't tell you how many people are, that's the one God has for me. He's the one that God sent for me. And then the divorce five years later or whatever. So, you know, was God wrong? They wrong, whatever. So I like to leave God out of it. <laughs> you know, this is between you and the person that you're uh, dating or married to or in a relationship with. Right. So, all right. If you are in the dating world, you're, you're dating around or you're even dating someone right now. Here's here are some questions that I think are critical to to ask. One, how do they treat you? Do they treat you well? That's huge. How does how does someone treat you is gigantic. I I, I have just been amazed at stories I've heard of couples that are like they're dating and and then they're still together after the treatment that each other has received or even reciprocated or whatever i i just like what like i wouldn't put up with that for a fucking minute uh, and if i would it, yeah i just don't get that i don't understand that like i like again i've i've heard things that, well, he didn't mean it. He only hit me and he was mad. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, like I, I don't have, 
I don't have any grace for certain things. I have grace for some things, but then there's some things that are, it's just an absolute hell no, no grace for that. So this is, I, I don't know what your relationship looks like. I don't know who the people you're dating. I don't know what it's like to be in the relationship you're in, but that's a question to ask. How do they treat me? Right. How are they treating you? How, how do they ask you ask, how do they treat me? How are they treating me? Number two, how do they make you feel? Do they make you feel good? Do they make you feel empowered? Do they make you feel loved and adored, cherished, treasured? Like, how do they make you feel? Uh, that's a, that's an important thing. If you feel constantly angry or constantly frustrated or constantly attacked or constantly belittled, I mean, or fearful, that's like, what, why would you be in a relationship with someone that makes you feel afraid? Uh, dear Lord, have mercy. No, absolutely. No, that's just no. So when you're dating or if you're dating someone right now, that's a great question to ask. How are they making me feel? Okay. Now I can, I can hear this in my head because People say, well, no one can make me feel any certain way unless I allow them, right? So, duh, <laughs> I, I get that. We have to take ownership of our own feelings, right? It's like telling someone they're beautiful and they reject it. And like, no, I'm not. And, you know, if you were to ask them, does your partner make you feel beautiful? Well, it's impossible to make them feel beautiful because they don't feel beautiful. And their partner, when they compliment them, it falls on deaf ears. So, I understand that, but I think you understand what also what I'm saying. Okay. There's, there's always exceptions to the rule. There's always some nuance and some discussion and conversation that can happen here, but how does your partner make you feel? Clearly I've say this every time because I want to be understood clearly if you're married. Okay. And some of these things aren't in alignment and you're asking these questions and they're not, you're not getting the right answer or getting the answer that is the one you should have. I'm not saying anything other than you should go see a counselor. That's exactly what should happen. If you're just dating someone, it could be a conversation or it could be you break up. But if you're married, you know, you owe it to the relationship and to the commitment that you made to, to give it a shot. You know, you really do. I I'm, I'm not in favor of divorce. People get divorced. I know it's a, it's a real thing. It happens. Sometimes it's the very best thing that can happen to a couple. I know that shocks Christians out there or religious people that feel like you should never get divorced. But the reality is sometimes that's the very best thing that can happen. You know, two people that just aren't meant to be together, but they got together and they shouldn't be together or they got together and it was great. And then it, it later they grew apart, whatever. There's just a million different reasons that things don't work out. I believe that if it can work out, then work it out. Like clearly don't throw away a marriage without really giving it a shot. But if it's not supposed to be, then you guys would both know that. And the best way to, to handle that is to get yourself into counseling and, and work that out, whether that's work it out out or work it out to stay together, whatever, whatever it takes. All right. Another thing to ask. So, you know, how do they treat you? How do they make you feel? Number three, how do they treat others? This is, this is an important piece. How do they treat those around them? 
whether it's friends, whether it's peers, whether it's the waiter, whether it's their boss, like whatever, like how they treat other people is something to really look, look into and to be aware of. All right. Number four, how do they talk about others and, and to others? And of course to you, but how do they talk about others and to others? Right. How do they talk about their ex? How do they talk about their parents, their friends, the people in general? How do they talk about them and or to them? You know, the number three was how do they treat them? But how do they talk? That's an important one to consider. Okay. It's not just how, how they talk to you, but how do they talk to other people? Number five, what do their relationships look like? This is so because this will give you a glimpse into your relationship with this person at some point. Uh, people can't hide forever, right? And if they're an asshole to other people, you know, it's really only a matter of time before they're an asshole to you. If they're a bitch to other people, it's only a matter of time before they're a bitch to you. So clearly that's something that should be on your mind and, and, in the forefront of your, you know, perspective when considering a, a partner for sure. Number five, what do their relationships look like? What are their, what do they, uh, how, what's the relationship like with their parents, with their siblings, if there are any, their boss or peers, their neighbors or employees, their friends, what do the relationships look like? Do they, do they have relationships? Do they, are they healthy? Are they, you know? Like, um, there's a movie, what's the name of the, I can't even remember the name of the movie. There's some movie that, that uh, Jess and I are watching and, uh, this couple goes home for the holidays and it's an eye opener for the partner that comes to her partner's house, her family's house and just how they treat each other and how they talk to each other. She's just like blown away because it's pretty fucking toxic to be honest it's like she comes from a real toxic family and it seems like you know with her partner they have a real good relationship but she has a toxic shit show thing going on at home so you know i, I think that the the top five are more um oh well let me just take that back the top two how they treat you and how they make you feel clearly you know those are number one and number two for a reason those are super important but all these other ones are super important too. And it's like, they should all be considered. It's kind of like eating right and or exercise being fit. You know, you don't just eat right. You got to exercise. You don't just exercise. You got to eat right. And you just don't, you know, like there's, there's like also when you go to the gym, right? You just, you don't just do bench press it, right? You do leg extensions, you do squats, you do lap pulls, you do curls, you do military, you do right. That you want a well-rounded body. It's the same thing. I think when it comes to, um, all of these things, like it's important to be well-rounded in, in all areas of life. It's important. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought on that. So let's keep moving. Uh, number six, what does their house look like? And, and I'm not, I'm not talking about their style uh, or 
you know, how many rooms the house has or whatever, but like cleanliness and organization. Now, this could vary depending on what's important to you, but it's right. Like if you yourself are messy and messy doesn't really bother you, then well, clearly if being with someone that's like you, it wouldn't be a big deal because you're used to that. But if, if you do value cleanliness or if you do value organization or you do value some, you know, someone that cares about their stuff, then that's something you should look into you. It, that matters. And I would even kind of add on to that, like, look at their car again, not what kind of car they drive, but you know, how, what's the car look like? Is it a beat up piece of shit? Is it have every fast food restaurant they've ever eaten in like the trash left in the back seat or, you know, like, what does it look like? I think that stuff matters. Clearly it matters more to people that that stuff matters to. Okay. So if that matters to you, then I think that it's a something that should definitely be considered and, and should be, you should be making mental notes, you know, as you're dating someone. All right. Number seven, what are their hobbies or interests? Which actually goes into number eight. What do they do on their free time? Like what, what are their hobbies or interests? You know, what, what do they do? Again, this is what are their hobbies and interests are number seven. Number eight is what do they do in their free time? I'm going to combine these two. I maybe should have combined them anyway. Uh, but you know, what are their hobbies and what, when they're not working, what are they doing? Right? Maybe, maybe that's in alignment with you. Maybe not, but I, it should be considered. <laughs> it should be looked at. You know, if, if someone, if all their free time is spent watching, you know, reality TV and they never go outside and they never, you know, hike or bike or canoe or like whatever, like live life. If like all they do is just consume, you know, the Kardashians, you know, that's something to notice. That's something, right? Because do you want to be with someone? Unless you're into that too. Again, I'm mentioning these things because it doesn't have to be. I'm just giving examples off the cuff. Maybe this is an important connection that you like the Kardashians and they like the Kardashians, right? Or they watch Fox News all the time and you watch Fox News all the time. Or they watch CNN all the time and so you watch CNN all the time. So that's a match made in heaven, right? So I'm not saying that they have to do one thing or the other. I'm just saying that if you are looking at someone as a prospective potential mate or partner, these things matter. It matters what their hobbies are and what their interests are. It matters what they do with their free time, right? Because you it, it, compatibility is the key. The compatibility is the key. All right, number nine. How do they spend their money? And on what things that that's, that's an important piece, right? Like, are they frivolous? Are they in debt? Do they hit spend money? They don't have, do they have crazy credit card debt? Do they have, you know, big school loans, uh, you know, whatever. Again, these are things 
there's definitely no uh has to be all one way. I mean, a lot of people have school debt. A lot of people carry some kind of debt, especially, you know, like maybe with a car or a house or or whatever. So what what's important to you? What 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 matters to you? This is stuff that's really really important when considering fight because remember the original question how can i know if i've met the one or how can i know if they're the one or not these questions like these 10 questions are the questions is how you know if they're the one or not right if they make you feel like shit if they don't treat you well and they treat others with disrespect and they talk like shit and their relationships with are shitty with their family and friends and siblings and their house is a fucking pigsty and their hobbies and interests are reality TV and they're on their free time. They just sit around and what I like all this shit matters in whatever way that it matters to you. And I've said this before on the podcast and I'll say it for forever. What's important to you, there needs to be a shared importance. So I get this question a lot. Well, I'm religious. Does it matter if I find someone else who's religious? Well, I would say ideally, yes, because if that's important to you, then you need to find someone where you can share in that religious experience that, that, that what's important to you is important to them. There's a shared, not everything that matters to you should matter to them initially. Uh, I mean, obviously that can grow into to more, but it, it, if you're super religious, yes, I highly recommend that you're with someone who's super religious. Do you have to be the same religion? All, no, I don't think so. I, I think, I mean, I, I think that, I think, again, ideally, ideally, you know, if you're a Christian, probably a Christian would be a good route. Uh, if you're Buddhist, um, finding someone that, maybe shares in that tradition. I, I think uh, that matters to some degree. Again, it just, how much does it matter to you? If it's, if it's your world, if you're at you know, church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night and Wednesday night and this and that, and you go to prayer meetings and all that, well, I'm telling you what, right now, you should definitely find someone who's super into it then for sure. All right, number 10 and final, and then I'll talk a little bit about appreciation. Number 10. What and who do they listen to? Who do they follow? Who do they read? Who do they watch? I feel like in the last few years, this has become even more divisive. You know, you have people that are Fox four listeners and they would never, ever, ever turn the channel to CNN and there's CNN watchers that would never, ever, ever turn the channel to Fox. And you know, that's to me, I find that just absolutely ridiculous to be honest with you. I think it's childish. I think it's immature. Just honestly, I do. And if that's you, I think you're immature. I just think that's just really nuts. Um, I, I, I've always been a believer in listening to both sides to get a, a de decent perspectives. You know, people that think that CNN is like the ultimate, like it's there, it's all accurate on everything that CNN says is the truth. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. And if you think that everything that Fox puts out, you know, everything that Fox puts out is the the real truth and nothing but the truth. And like, 
again, you're a fucking moron. That's just absolutely moronic. Uh, they're both guilty of lies. They're both guilty of misinformation. They're both guilty of bullshit. So to think otherwise, uh, you know, it just, it, it, that's just ignorant that I don't even, I'm trying to be nice here, I guess somewhat, maybe it's, that's just ignorant. It's just ignorant to, to just listen to one voice and take that voice as the gospel truth and, and no other voices. That's, that'd be like talking to, that'd be like talking, you know, 20 people saw, saw a car accident and just talking to one and that's it. Just talk to one person who saw it. That is that again, that's just moronic. And that's not how we live life. That's what's so crazy to me. It's, it's just crazy because we don't live life like that in any other way. It, it, if there was a car accident, 20 people saw it, guess who they would talk to all 20. They would talk to all 20 and by talking to all 20, you would then get some sense of where the truth lies, right? If, if all 20 mentioned the same, you know, they have all different versions of it, but there's this common thread that runs through all 20 witnesses. Well, then, then that's the truth is probably right around in there. Right. But to just talk to one person is just moronic. It's so absolutely ignorant. And I find this true with people that love certain commentators. I it's like, Oh, I love so-and-so. Okay. Who else do you listen to? And if they mention someone else, that's literally in the same camp, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you're getting just a part of the story. How can you think that that one person has has it all correct? That's just, I'm sorry. That's just crazy town, like literally crazy town. So anyway, I'm sorry I'm getting off on that. But <laughs> that that matters when we talk about how do I know if this is the right person for me? Who do they listen to? Who do they follow? Who do they read? What do they read? Who do they watch? That stuff really, 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 really matters when looking at a potential, how can I know this is the right person for me? Those 10 questions, you ask those 10 questions. I'm serious. Go back and listen to this podcast, write all these 10 questions down and really ask these questions honestly and sincerely and seriously. All right. Uh, nothing much to say about appreciation except just this. One, it's really, 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 really important to be with someone who you appreciate and look up to and to be with someone who then really, really appreciates you and looks up to you. Now I've seen it a lot. I've coached a lot of couples who have lost, lost that loving feeling you know, in the beginning of the relationship, they could find no fault with their partner. And then within a couple of years, they see all their faults. <laughs> What's the fix for that? Well, first, that's very natural. It's normal, right? It's normal when you first get a new car or a new piece of clothing or new shoes. 
you know, they're just flawless, right? And then they get scuffed up and you got to, you know, whatever. Like, that's just normal. Plus, we're living, human, growing, changing human beings, right? So, like, we're an ever-flowing thing. So, but, but I think continually express gratitude and thanks and appreciation towards your partner. I think that's a key thing. Like every day you should be telling your partner how much you love them, how much you appreciate them and saturating your, your thoughts with them in that way. Everything starts with a thought, right? And if you're starting to have the thoughts of, why did I marry this person? I don't like this about them. I don't like that about them. I wish that, excuse me, I wish they would change or I wish this was different. That's when you got to jump on it. Like that's when you got to jump into that and A, have an open dialogue with your partner and or go to counseling, you know, and or check your thoughts at the door, right? I mean, thoughts are just thoughts. They just crazy thoughts come into all of our minds and we should and can control our thoughts. And it's important to, it's important to guard your thoughts and to guard your heart and, and mind, you know? So in that, I would just say, what are you listening? What are you listening to? Who do you talk to? What do you watch? Right? All those things matter. It, it, you know, if you're watching all the wrong things, doing all the wrong things having the wrong conversations, I mean, you're just opening yourself up to shit storms. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta guard all that stuff for sure and protect what's coming into your brain because it, it really, it really could fuck up, um, the, your brain a little bit. And, you know, clearly when I say fuck up your brain, what I mean is it, it's, it's, this is true of, of anything. Anybody would tell you talk to anybody that knows anything about emotions and the brain and all that, you know, if you're thinking sad thoughts, it makes you sad. If you listen to sad music, it makes you sad. When you watch a sad movie, it makes you sad. I mean, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about anything necessarily mystical or magical. I'm just saying that when you focus on the things that you love about your partner and the things that you appreciate and just keep yourself in a state of mind of love and appreciation. And yes, if something comes up that challenges that good feeling, well, clearly, you know, you should talk to either a counselor or talk to your partner. If there's a, something that came up that, that didn't go right, because you'd want them to do the same thing for you and, and to make sure you talk through things and you work through things. And it's just, that's so important that you stay in that attitude of, of gratitude towards your partner and making sure you're always taking time for each other. I mean, the, the, the reason people can end up taking each other, uh, taking each other for granted and or growing apart, it's, you know, you start focusing on the wrong things. You know, you, you start focusing more on work and you start focusing more on whatever your hobbies or you, you, you quit going on dates, you quit, kissing, you quit holding hands, you quit making love, you quit like you should never, you know, that I've always said this and I'll say it forever. It's like what you did to get him. You got to do to keep him. And what I mean by that is obviously we change and we grow and we, we can do things different. But what I mean is with that same intensity, 
of how we loved someone, we should love them like that forever. I'm going to take a drink of coffee, y'all. I can hear, as I'm talking, I can hear my, like I'm getting ready to cough because I I needed to lubricate my throat. Anyway, so when it comes to appreciation, it, it, it's something that it's easy in the beginning because you just have an automatic appreciation for someone because, you know, you're in that state that what they call like the honeymoon stage, you know, it's easy to find the love because it's love is everywhere, but you can, you can keep that love there forever. You really can. You can keep that love forever. As long as you keep, uh, keep your thoughts in check and make sure you're, you know, you're doing the things that, that because feelings follow actions. It's not the other way around. Feelings follow the actions. So that's why it's, it's so important to, you know, hug your partner and kiss your partner, hold your partner's hand, make love, do trips, do fun things together. All those things are critically important because that continues to maintain that high intensity love feeling. And again, what gets couples in trouble is they stop all that stuff. They stop making love. They stop holding hands. They stop opening the car doors for each other. They stop serving one another. They stop saying things to each other in a loving way. They, you know what I mean? Like they stop, they stop doing all the things that they did that got them all excited about each other. What got you excited about each other is what you have to then do for the rest of your life with each other. That's just, that's, that's part of it. Now, clearly you don't want it to be robotic, but listen, if the love was there in order to get someone together, the love can be maintained, you know, forever. I I had a car that I sold. I think it had about 450,000 miles on it. When I sold it, it was a, a Lexus GS 400 beautiful car. Uh, Gosh, I had it for a long time, 12, 13, 14 years. Like I had a long time and it looked nearly, nearly, uh, as good as it did the day I got it. (laughs) I was the second owner. It was garage kept. It was beautiful when I got it. And when I sold it, it was beautiful. You know why? Well, cause I maintained it. I loved it. I washed it. I kept it clean. I you know, change the oil. I did, you know, I did the stuff. I did the stuff. Relationships are no different. And I, again, I've said this before when it comes to a relationship, it's, it's like a lawn, like a lawn, like out in your house, a lawn, like your grass, you take care of your lawn. It'll look good. (laughs) I mean, so if, if a couple takes care of their relationship, you know, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the relationship, man, it'll be beautiful. You know, people, you can have nice lawns for 50, 60, 70 years, you know, if you don't neglect it. So care for each other. All right. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, uh, happy holidays. And, uh, I'll see you are here. You'll hear from me in the next week or two. Peace out everybody.